You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 34. Welcome to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and we are here almost, 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 almost to the beginning of the next semester. So if you've been following these episodes linearly, then you know that we finished up your last semester, we got you home. We've gone over the life's blueprint, which is my organizational system for my entire life. We, t- we discussed your identity. Last week, we went over processing external events and how that occurs. A lot of this stuff, super in-depth, different than what I've noticed um, other shows doing that, that gear themselves towards the college um, demographic because... These are the things that I'm really focusing on in my life. These are the things that I believe I'm building healthy habits around that bring me the success that I want. These are the kind of things I wish I'd have known about 20 years ago to be able to get myself into then so that I could be a better person now. And so that's why we are really focusing in on a lot of this stuff because I think that for those of you who really listen to it and internalize it and take it on, you're going to find this extremely beneficial to you uh, in every aspect of your life. And so now that we've gone over the life's blueprint, again, career, self-relationships, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, those making up the 12 quadrants of your life, uh, understanding your identity and how when you take on the identity of, of what it is you want to become, who you who it is you want to be, then that will drive your behavior and your feelings rather than allowing your feelings to drive your behavior, which becomes your identity, right? It's really that of someone who's going to achieve versus someone who won't. When I was when I first went to college, I took on the the feelings that um, I the feelings of loneliness and of uh, basically, I don't even know if these are all feelings, but when I got to college, I remember thinking, I wish I had more friends. I want to have a social life. I want to blah, blah, blah. I wanted all of these things that, you know, being socially cool uh, were going to bring me. And so that had the feelings that I was inadequate, low self-esteem that drove the behavior of, you know, going to parties and making lots of friends. The easiest social circle to join is that of the addiction one. So if you're looking to make some friends and I do not recommend this is the way you do it, but by all means, go to the go to the nearest bar, go to the nearest keg party. Uh, you're going to be able to make lots of friends there because you just got to get drunk and start being social. You'll find people who will have similar interests. And then I latched my identity onto that. And in order to be cool and have high self-esteem, um, my behavior needed to be of a drunken druggie who was always willing to smoke people out and bring the beer. And I latched my identity onto that. Whereas if you're responsible, you latch your identity on being a successful student, being a successful, I use veterinarian in the last episode, that drives your behavior as someone who studies and is prepared for class, and then your feelings are uplifting when you do those things, right? That's the key, is that if you tie your identity to being good at something, and then your behavior backs up that identity, then the feelings you get are of positivity when you follow the behavior that backs up the identity, if you're 
identity is that of a party animal, then your behavior will mirror that. And then the feelings you get when you're partying will, will be great because you'll be backing up that identity. When you go to turn yourself into a student the next day, um, you've latched your identity onto that of a party animal and your behavior isn't going to uh, back your behavior in class of studying and getting things done on time doesn't back up the party animal identity you've tied to. And so the feelings you get will be negative. There'll be less than I'm not a good student, but I'm a great party animal. So let's get out of class as soon as possible and get to partying because that's my sweet spot. So we discussed that in understanding identity, processing external events. Uh, Love this one how everything that happens in front of you gets processed through your five senses, which get run through the filters of delete, distort, generalize, becoming an internal movie, which creates an emotional state, which drives a behavior, which creates a result. So see how all of this is going back to identity, behavior, feelings, emotions, results, right? It's a, you know, there are different perspectives on it, but they all are generally in the same wheelhouse. So we're going to wrap up this little string before we get into um, the feelings, uh, before we get into, I'm trying to make sure that everything is looking good here. Before we get into preparing yourself for the next semester, we're really going to be launching into wrapping this up with the beliefs and values that you'll have. Um, When you tie all of this identity matrix stuff that we've discussed in the life's blueprint and everything together and really getting yourself uh, situated mentally for the changes that you will be taking on and that will be happening around you and to you when you're in college. Uh, love, love, love the beginning of new semesters because it's just, it's like, it's a fresh start and whatever you did last semester, you can reboot. And if you haven't already noticed this, if you haven't been in college enough, you will notice that certain friendships that were strong one semester may not necessarily carry over to the next and ones that weren't as strong might become stronger. Things change with each turning semester. And uh, it's pretty amazing to be able to watch that happen. So discussing beliefs and values. Beliefs are assumptions and convictions that we hold to be true based on our past experiences. And our past experiences are what makes up our memories. We discussed this um, whole, you know, who you are, everything that you have become is based on these memories. All right, and that, that those begin to make up your beliefs. Your values are worthy ideas based on things, concepts, people, um, behaviors are how we've internalized our systems, our attitudes, beliefs, and values are expressed, right? Our behaviors are how these internalized systems, attitudes, beliefs, and values are expressed. So your beliefs are these assumptions and convictions that you hold to be true based on past experiences, and your values are um, your ideas and ideals around people, places, things, concepts, things of that nature. Your beliefs and values will drive your behavior. All right? Your attitude is constructed of these internal beliefs and value system. So you take these beliefs and you take your values and they will make up your attitude, which will drive your behavior. Um, and, you know, down the line, I'm going to start uh, bringing on some people who 
Um, we'll talk more about attitude and emotions because I know that suicide prevention is very big in the high school and college communities right now. Uh, we've got a lot of issues with that as well as um, looking at the school shootings and the stressors that come from never knowing what might happen with, with that kind of thing. Um, it's driving a lot of stress. It's driving a lot of emotions in and out of people that they're not prepared to handle. And I want to make sure that I cover that in this show because I think your emotions uh, will drive an attitude and then they, they will either back up your beliefs and values or they'll change your beliefs and values to, to the negative. And, you know, you hope that your, your attitude and your, your emotions and your behaviors uh, change your beliefs and values for the better and back them up the, the appropriate way. But that's not always the case. Um, your beliefs, some of them, the things that we can discuss uh, in order for you to fully understand uh, what a belief is. Um, it's your spiritual practice, if you're religious, or it's just your morals, ethics, uh, your integrity, like I've referenced it in the past, especially when we were talking about the Lives Blueprint back in episode 31, I think, right around December 14th. Um, morals, that's a belief, your social beliefs about where you fit into it based on your, your, it could be your race, it could be your religion, it could be your age, whatever that might be, uh, your beliefs on intellect, on whether you have it or you don't, on what, what kind of people can do certain jobs based on uh, where, what their background is, um, economic beliefs on the kind of money you can make or cannot make, uh, political beliefs, certainly um, very contingent topic in um, this climate of our society right now. Your values are these global abstract principles that serve as the guiding principles in people's lives. Um, think examples in my show notes are freedom, honesty, equality, beauty, harmony, competitiveness, happiness, order, uh, wisdom. These are values that you have. So the, if you're an honest person, that, that's a value you have that ties to your, perhaps your spiritual belief that uh, whether you know, that's a religion or non, it's, it's coming from that equality amongst gender or races. That's a value, right? That, that is going to be anchored in a moral belief or perhaps a social belief. Um, it's there. And right. So you, so in this gigantic circle, um, at least this graph that I happen to have found on the, on the internet when I was doing my research, um, has your beliefs there's a tinier circle inside of a value circle inside and all of this inside of an attitude circle uh, the three components of your attitude cognitive what you believe effective are feelings and behavioral learned associations and some of this is psychology and it might, you might be like oh, i don't want to listen to this um, it's just important that you get a background of what your beliefs and values and attitudes are um, your attitudes serve a number of motivational functions, your ego defense, the, what, your value expression, how you express your values, um, your, the instruments that you'll use to gain social acceptance or avoid disapproval, and then, of course, your knowledge, how you organize your social world. For me, back when I first got to Ball State University, you know, my attitude uh, was that, um, you know, I didn't have a ton of friends in high school. I was constantly trying to um, protect my ego from, you know, whether it be just be bullies or, or just from general people who didn't like who I was. I had this attitude of low self-esteem. 
Um, I, you know, my uh, instrument to gain social acceptance and, and or to avoid disapproval was, you know, to party as hard as possible with those people who were into partying and to seem like I was studying around the people who wanted to study more. And then uh, my how I organized my social world was really skewed because even though I was in a fraternity, there was a lot of people who were really in it for the educational aspect and to go to school to learn, and I'd really just turned it into a big party time, excellent kind of situation. So when we, when we were discussing our beliefs and our values, and I have a hard time with this, and, and I talk about this in my From Sobriety to Recovery podcast. I'm not always the best at describing and discussing the things that I, I bring up on this show or that show, but it's conversations I want to start to have because the more I talk about it out loud and I post it and it becomes public and everyone can hear it, the more uh, it helps me sift through all the things that I'm thinking about. You know, if you just, if you have these, if you have thoughts, if you have things you want to discuss and you only record them into your phone and then you just put that in your iTunes and never check on it again, then it, it's really just this little idea inside of a cubbyhole. If it's whenever you put it out there for the world to see that you can understand it more, it can be uh, dissected by your friends, by other people listening, and a conversation can start around it. And that's really what I look forward to in this show as a conversation starting about what it is we're talking about. Uh, your beliefs, your values, your attitudes. Um, in various roles, your beliefs, your values, your attitudes um, are constantly interacting with those of every single person around you. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. These, are, This is your relationship sphere. It's, it's your friends. It's, it's your acquaintances. It's people in class, your teachers, your professors. It's administration people. It's everyone, your parents. It doesn't matter. This is... Your beliefs, your values, and your attitudes are going to be interacting with every single human that you come across. If you hold the door open for a woman, but you don't hold it open for a man, that's you know that's a that's an a value that you have. Your attitude when you hold it open for a woman might be that of of chivalry. When you hold it open for a man, it might be like I'm not your little bitch. You hold up in your own door, right? Like that's how simple it can be. That's how fast all of this stuff can happen. It's very interesting when you start to break it down like that. It seems easier and easier for us to enjoy the company of, talk to people like the people who share our similar values and beliefs than it does with people outside of that realm. And when you go to college, that's not the attitude you want to take on. You don't want to take on the attitude that if you don't share my same common beliefs and value system that I don't want to be your friend because you're going to college to expand your world, not shrink it. You're going to college to try on different hats to achieve things that you never thought possible or you did think were possible, but you weren't sure how you were going to do it. It's not a world you want to go into holding on to these limiting beliefs that came from wherever you came from. Just because your parents or your grandparents thought a certain way, just because people in your hometown think a certain way, does not mean you have to take on their beliefs and values and let that drive your attitude. You are allowed to do this. You are in a world of growth. Take it on. It's, it's so important. And this is where I think emotions get all messed up is because in order to, to achieve excellence is that you have to 
know how to assess all of the knowledge, all of your skills, be able to know the habits that you have accumulated in your life to achieve this excellence, to achieve this this genius level. And I heard a genius level in some book. I, I don't. I think I don't remember what the name of it is. I'll figure it out some other time. You have to be able to identify your core values and your beliefs that underpin your attitudes. When you take on a new job out there, you're going to have an attitude about that job. And when you go into that job, your values and your beliefs come with you. This is where a lot of people will want to change a job, change a partner, change their geography because they're unhappy with the direction that their life is going in. And then when they get there, they realize that they brought themselves and themselves was actually the problem. Their values, your values, your beliefs are driving who you are. So just because you change partners, change jobs, change geography, doesn't mean that anything other than those things have changed. In order to improve your performance, in order to improve who you are, you have to be able to obviously learn the appropriate skills, have the appropriate habits, know the things you need to know to succeed at that job. But to be able to know what your values and beliefs are and that, and to be able to understand how that influences your motivation, your intentions, um, the way you engage with people, places, and things is extremely beneficial. It's, it's to the point where I don't think I have fully grasped how important all of this is in my life. One of the ways that I like to look at it is that I have a, a lot of knowledge on various topics and I have committed a lot of skills. It's with my positive attitude that I'm able to maintain the motivation that again comes from momentum get be be engaged with what it is I'm working on and to fulfill the intention of completing the task. When I talk to a lot of people about why I have a podcast and how that ties in to all of my career goals, um, a lot of them, you know, the moment some people are like, why do you have a podcast? Well, how is that going to help you? How are you making money off of that? When somebody asks a question like that, I can immediately tell that their attitude um, is is coming from a negative place because it's it's the tone in which they ask the question. They either they either want me to prove why having a podcast is beneficial and convince them that they should, or they've already convinced themselves that they shouldn't, and they're wanting to somehow convince me that I shouldn't either, so that I either a stop. Um, doing it so that therefore they can be proven right or that I can do such a bad job of trying to convince them that having a podcast is beneficial that they can walk away knowing that even if I continue to do it, that I'm just wasting my time and it it helps no one. Um, We're going to dive more into attitude down the line because as I, as I look over my show notes that came from, you know, multiple sources, I'm realizing there is a lot of really cool stuff on attitude in here as we just stay on the beliefs and values is, you know, again, personal values can, you're going to have values around school. You're going to have values around, uh, the kind of media that you take in, uh, television, internet, movies, whatever it might be, your, your friends, your peers, your religion, your family, acquaintances, all of this is going to affect your personal values. Um, Let's look at how your behavior is the tip of the iceberg. And I came across this really cool picture that shows um, your behavior is what you do all the way down to your identity, which is who you are. 
And so we'll discuss it wrapping up this part because it's it's just important that you get your values and your beliefs. And you're going to have to Google more on this because you're going to start having questions that you're going to want answered and about how you distinguish what your values and your beliefs are. And I'm going to be able to cover it pretty well here. Um, but if you're looking for examples on that stuff, the Internet's abound, of course. Um, you've got your external conscious mind that that's where your your capacities and your behaviors are located your internal unconscious mind uh, which is you know the bottom of this iceberg that's where your identity your values your beliefs your your convictions that's where that stuff's located when people see your behavior and your attitude out and about where it's displayed in public that's just your external being that's just your conscious mind displaying for the world to see what it thinks you are but it's internally and in your unconscious mind that is really what makes up the foundation of who you are. If you see it, you know, I think about this once in a while because in L.A. I see a lot of animals getting off their leashes and running out into traffic. Um, if you were to see an animal run out into traffic, would your first inclination be to run out and try to save the animal, to slam on your brakes and just stop and watch whatever happens happen? Or would it be of something even, you know, worse like would you laugh would you not want to help would you speed up even like you know what kind of bad behavior would you have if you saw an animal run out to the street um, I have seen animals run out to the street my first inclination and I have done this is to chase after them and try to save them from the street other people may not um, your that's your behavior is your behavior is when you see that animal run out into the street, what's your first thought? You might think that you would act positively or negatively, but your first action, your first thought when you see something like that happen is really coming from that internal unconscious place. Once you stop and allow and allow the external event to be run through your five senses and then be distorted by the delete, distort, generalize filters that you have, you might think that you would have thought differently. You know, but in reality, your first th- your your first thought from it, your first behavioral instinct is coming from that deep down identity. Um, so think about you know when, um, let's say the teacher announces that there is going to be a pop quiz the next class, and they start, you know, what's your initial thought? Like, is it your initial behavior to like want to slam your fist down on the table and be upset? Or is your initial thought like, okay, great, how can I slide this into my schedule so I get a good grade, right? And so let's look at identity all the way up to behavior because I want to cover this so that we can have this in um, the conversation moving forward in other episodes. So your internal unconscious mind, your identity is tied to who are you? Who are you? And this is such a tough question to answer sometimes because you got to work your way up the ladder to figure out these other things. So you, depending on whether you're going up or down, and in the show notes, I'll put behavior, capacities, convictions, beliefs, values, and identity and what each of these mean according to this picture I found. But your identity is who you are. Your values are what drives you. Um, your beliefs are what do you feel? What do you want? Right? That falls between your beliefs and values. Your convictions are what's your opinion your capacities are what you're capable of and in your behavior is what do you do? So when you go, let's start up at the top, your behavior, what do you do? All right, what you do is going to be based on your capacities, what you're capable of. 
right, which will be based on your opinion, your convictions of yourself, uh, your beliefs, again, based on what do you feel, what do you want, um, values being based upon what drives you, you know, your, your values are based on uh, women's rights, your values based on race rights, on gender rights, your values based on hard work. Some people think that the harder you work, the more you achieve. Other people think that the harder you work, the more of a sucker you are, and that you need to be focusing yourself on uh, making other people work harder for you so you can work harder for less, right? Or you, other people working harder for you so you can work less and make more. And then, of course, your identity is who are you. And so when you figure out what you feel, when you figure out what you want, then you will be able to figure out what's driving you, and then that's your identity becomes this culmination of who you are. Your identity really becomes a representation of what you actively do on a regular basis. There's a Greek term for this I remember learning somewhere, um, but for sure... I, I, basically, you are what you repeatedly do. And so when you start to ask yourself, what is your identity? Well, what is it that you repeatedly do? Who are you? You know, are you the person who gets up early, is prepared for class, gets there early, make sure that you're situated in your seat, you have your notes and your book ready, and you're, and you're, you're prepared to be a really great student? You know, that, is that the identity of a good student? Or are you a half-assed student? Are you someone who, sh- who shows up late, always has an excuse for why traffic made you late, doesn't have your notes ready, forgot your pen, forgot your calculator, forgot something? You know, you walk in while class has already started so that you're interrupting everybody else's learning experience. You know, that's, if, you, if, you're, if a value that you have is that you're always on time, then your identity will be tied to that. But if your value is that of somebody who uh, shows up whenever they want to, if that's what drives you, is that your time's more important than other people, then you're the kind of person who shows up late. And then you're the kind of person who interrupts other people's learning experience. Your beliefs are tied into what you feel, what you want. You know, what do you, what is it you believe? Do you believe that um, that um, a good student shows up on time? Or do you believe that, uh, you know, a good student can be someone who shows up whenever they want? What's your opinion of what a good student is? All right? That's going to drive your, that's going to be based a lot on your beliefs, your values, your identity. It's going to be your opinion as well as your capacity. If you've been a great student your whole life and you know that that's because you study hard and you study on time and you show up to class early and you ask questions then you're a, then and you then you know you're capable of being a good student and your opinion of being a good student is your past experiences your past memories of what it was for you to be a good student if you weren't a great student in high school you're the first one in your in your family to go to college you may not even begin to know what you're capable of your, your behavior might be that of someone who just barely made it into school, who's not really capable of all that much. You have a low opinion of yourself. That's going to drive your beliefs that you don't belong where you're at, that you're a charlatan, that you, that you're, that you aren't as good as other people. That value of you not being as good as others is going to drive your identity, right? That value of being a good student even though you weren't in the past, is going to cause you to work towards that positive range. 
if you don't believe that you value yourself, if you don't think that you can achieve these things, if you pick up these new capabilities, if you learn these new skills, you're going to tie that into your identity and you're going to think that you are an underachiever and you've always been an underachiever and you'll never be anything more than that, right? That identity will drive you. The energy you will exude will be negative. I'm going to close up on this because at this point, we I think feel like we've covered this enough. If you're wondering more about identity to behavior, Google it. I'll be talking more about it later episodes. But there's something to be said for the energy that you put out into the universe. If the energy is toward versus away, it's going to have a dramatic effect on your identity, the values, and the beliefs that you hold dear. If you go to class to get, if you want to be a good student and it's a toward energy, then you're, you want to be a good student because you want to learn more. You want to bring value to the world. You want to be able to get a good job so that you can, you know, have the life and the lifestyle that you've always desired, right? It's a positive energy. If you want to be a good student because of an away from energy, meaning you want to get away from something, and that could be poverty. That could be um, the social idea that you're stupid or you're less than. If you're trying to get away from your background because your parents never went to college and people made fun of them or because you think your parents are stupid and you don't want to be like them, that's an away from energy. If you're going to class to get good grades so that you cannot be poor, you cannot be seen as stupid, so that you can anything anything you can pop in there negative, that's an away from energy. If you're going to class to be a good student because you want positivity in your life, because you want to achieve more than your parents, just because you believe that every generation should do better than the last, uh, and that's a positive feeling for you, that's that's a toward energy. You want your identity, your values, and your belief to be going toward, toward the positive, not away from the negative. It will drive your opinion of yourself. It will show you that you're capable of so much more and that all you have to do is learn a new skill, take on a new habit, pick up a new hobby, and then for therefore you will be better at something than you previously were, which will make your opinion of yourself more positive. That will change your beliefs about yourself. Um, that'll 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 cue up the values that drive you, and that will that the whole infrastructure, the whole foundation of who you think you are, will be built upon this solidity, the solidifying effect of this positive behavior that's up at the top. If your behavior is that of someone who shows up on time and is prepared for for class, it will go down and it will affect what you think you're capable of. It will affect your opinion of yourself. It'll affect what you believe um, you can accomplish. It'll it'll change your belief system around what you feel, around what you want, um, what drives you. Your values will will be changed and your identity will be strengthened because of this toward energy you have towards being a good student. All of this is about understanding how your beliefs and your values anchor into your identity. And all of this begins to project your opinion of yourself, what you think you're capable of, and then the behavior you show to the rest of the world. So much of who we are is tied into this underlying current that we don't even understand. So sit down and ask yourself, what are some of the things you believe in? What are the values that you have? And make sure you're tying your beliefs and values, your convictions, what your opinion are of things, for what you want 
them to be, not what other people have said. And I can't stress this enough, and, I, and I'll close on this. When I say be in, inclusive, not exclusive, if you have opinions on things, if you have beliefs and values that in order for them to work for you means that you have to take things away from other people, that's, that's just not good. You see it happening in our politics. You see it happening in the world around you. Somebody has a somebody has an opinion. Somebody has a belief. They have a value that they've tied their entire identity to. And the only way they can strengthen it, the only way they can feel like they're moving forward on what they think they're capable of, on their opinion of themselves, their beliefs and values, is to take something away from someone else. That's just a humongous red flag for me. That's a negative energy spiral I just don't want to get into. So when you start thinking about your beliefs and values, can you have them and not dislike someone who doesn't have them? Who Can you not dislike someone who believes something else than you, who has a value different from your own? Right? If, if, if I value the ocean and therefore I don't use single-use plastics and I, and I, and I have a stainless steel straw than using plastic ones. I can do that and not take anything away from your life. Nothing about me wanting to save the oceans necessarily takes anything away from your life if it's just me wanting to keep garbage out of them. Now, if I want to save the oceans, and I think that means not fishing so much, and therefore you're a fisherman and you think I'm taking away from you, right? I don't mean to be taking away from you. I just say in order for the oceans to thrive and survive, we need to have sustainable fishing. If you think, no, I should be able to just take anything I want out of the ocean and not worry about the future, now we have a collision of beliefs and values. We have a, conv- a co- we have a collision of what our opinion on the ocean is. The only way we're going to be able to see eye to eye is if we sit down and understand why each of us has the opinions that we do, believes in the way we do, and has the values around those things because it's all getting tied back to our identity. And in the end, if we're not thinking about how we can have all of our beliefs, values, and opinions and still coexist with one another, then we're going to have this warring faction like we currently have in Washington, D.C., and nothing will get done. Everyone will feel like they're constantly be ta- being taken advantage of, and that is not a healthy society. You s- can find this stuff going on in your college, and you can be an agent of change. Understand who you are, what drives you, why you believe the way you believe, why you have the opinions that you do, figure out what you think you're capable of and work on becoming capable of more and your behavior of what you do and how you present yourself to society and the college and everyone that comes in contact with you will speak volumes for all of this underlying stuff that we've talked about during this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Wrapping it up. Be inclusive, not exclusive. Be kind to one another. And as always, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Take care. Talk soon. Bye-bye. 